Ladies and gentlemen, we are live from the Isle of Man in the UK. This is John and Mike's MMA Corner. Ladies and gentlemen, I am joined right now by Dominic Dillon. So thank you very much for coming to join me. You are taking on a fighter in Corrin Eaton who's fighting the Team Titan. You're going to be on the BCMA card. It's going to be a hell of a fight, I have to say. It is two awesome guys in the UK scene fighting. Uh, this fight, how did it come about then? Because uh, is this something that was offered to you? Did you want this fight with him in particular? How, how did it all come out? Come out? How come about, really, mate? Um, basically, um, Jack Mason, uh, uh, he contacted me in November, um, asked if I'd be interested on uh, headlining uh, his first show of the year. And it would be against Corin Eaton, which uh, I wouldn't say I've like targeted him. I've known him for a long time, mm -hmm. and uh, we're sort of we're friends, you know, in good terms, a lot of friends in common. Uh, but it excited me. Um, was a you know, it was a great fight. There's a lot of hype behind him. Yeah. You know, I take him out, I get that hype. Yeah. Know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, there is. I, I was about to say, um, what's good about the fight is uh, the fact that the pair of you got. Good, good submission games the pair of you have and I, I, I like this in the fact that you turned your 2016 into a really good year you come into 2017 on a kind of riding a little bit of a wave a lot of positive energy uh, I, I assume that you're just riding this momentum really going into this fight yeah yeah really I mean 2016 was perfect um, it really uh, I mean capped it off uh, fighting on ACB you know huge show to finish mm. the year with and a good result which um so yeah, now I'm feeling really like I'm right where I want to be for this fight. So so to, let's go back to uh, 2016. And what it was what was it you had to turn around? You felt to get things going for you. What is it? Was there anything in particular? Was it just a mindset? Was it just a silly, a simple thing as maybe conditioning, application in certain aspects? What what was it you found that everything started flowing for you? Uh, I think it was it was. I had a more focused approach. I took fights at a time. Like um, mm. a big thing with me, which most people know me, well, I tended to like just take fights. Like uh, I've been known to do like a, a semi-pro. I'd like have one fight um, six days, and six days later I'd have another one. Yeah. So uh, like um, 2015, I think I had like seven fights, which is fairly active. Yeah, fairly active. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was still a little less than I often did take. But mm. um, 2016, I literally just, I, I wanted to focus a good camp on each one. I was setting aside three, four months for each mm. fight and just focusing on each one at a time. I think that made a big difference for it to be a good year, really. I suppose as well, because when you're fighting so much, you're not getting time to train, to learn new, new, new movements, so to speak, to drill them enough to get them ready to apply it in a fight. Because... If you've got four months, you, the first month, you can maybe try new things, drill it, see if it feels right, and then implement it into the rest of the camp. But if you're doing so many fights so close together, you can't really learn new stuff in time to just, it's almost like you're just going in, okay, does the body feel healthy? Yeah, we'll just do it. And it, you, I suppose it takes a bit of a toll, really, on, on your skill set because you're not getting enough time to evolve. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. That was a, that was a huge thing. Like, you kind of, um, you don't expand as a fighter. Mm. You kind of just stay because you're straight into the next one. You don't have time to develop. And uh, also, like, mentally, I find, like, it, it wears you down a bit as well. Like, that constant, you're just going to the next one. You're not yeah. having time to sort of think on what you need to work on, that sort of thing, yeah. 
And like you said, you, you went on to ACB, and that was uh, that was great. The fact that you come to the UK, you got onto the card. When you kind of got that step up, your kind of recognition for the work you've done for the year, I suppose, in, in a way. Do you feel as well now that the people have taken note of the work that you've done as well? If they're signing you on to fight their show. Does that give you that boost as well, in a sense that everything's right, the things that you're doing is right, and you just got to keep doing this? And for example, when you fight Ian, you apply what you've been doing, it should get you the same result. Definitely, definitely. No, I mean, yeah, that really did give me a thing like, you know, it's it's going the right way. It's not just like you're just taking fights here, there. Mm. It's, you know, a progression with it. And no, that felt great to get that recognition to get put on that uh, flagship card. And um, yeah, yeah, no, I feel that certainly with getting this fight as well. And uh, then off the back of this one, you know, keep moving, keep yeah. that momentum going. Yeah. I was about to say as well, because going on to a promotion like that, because it's quite a big promotion, so to speak, in the European scene, it gets that nerves out of the way in the sense that you've been on the big lights, the big show, the big kind of big arena, big set. So when you come with a matchup like this against Eaton, which is a, in, in terms of the UK MA scene, it's a big matchup. It will set, set you in the right place mentally for the, any pot potential like nerves. We all get nerves when we get ready for a fight. It's that adrenaline that kicks in. You can't, you can't avoid it, but it, it will definitely help, I feel, it, stepping into the cage yeah yeah no, um yeah that was a big thing with the acb i was uh, sort of uh, interested in how it would feel like when you go out there you look up and you're in that venue it's massive you yeah. look up the ceiling and stuff and um yeah no it was a great experience like for that kind of big big show um feeling kind of thing uh, yeah i mean um, i always find the nerves sort of um I get kind of slightly giddy off them generally. Uh, it like uh, gets to a point about half an hour before I'm walking out, and I get kind of a bit of um, uh, sort of revved up and um, kind of high off them. <laughs> if you will. Uh, so um, and on a show like that, it was just sort of that much more. And um, yeah, it's like I can't. I think it's can't keep keep still. I'm like yeah. Just uh, <laughs> bouncing off the walls, really, and uh, just to the nth degree. <laughs> um, it's it's good though. It's good because that's the thing. Adrenaline kind of hits everyone in so different many ways. You know, some people just shut the world off, and they just. I mean, like you've seen it yourself when you're in the back and you watch people. They've got their own little routines that they do to get themselves ready for a fight. Some people are just sitting there, feet up, casual, having a laugh, just like they're going to go down the shop and buy a pint of milk. But then there's some people with the headphones yeah. on, they're looking at the wall, like they hate the wall, they hate the world, and then they go out and fight. It's it's each of their own. It's a way of kind of mentally getting over that. It's it's it's, it's not, there's no wrong or right to it. It's, it's just whatever your body feels natural doing. Uh, so, look, you said you had a bit more time uh, between fight camps, which you can learn. Have you done anything particular, though, then, with this time that you have, that little bit more time? Do you cross-train a bit? Do you go to different gyms? Do you have a, a more specific time spent on certain areas now because you've got a bit more time between fights? Um, generally, yeah, it's, I'd say it's sort of um, more time, like I can properly plan out everything, so I'm making sure I'm sort of uh, expanding areas. And, um, like, a big thing last year, I added a very structured strength and conditioning program to all my camps, mm. which uh, I've continued. Uh, and for this camp, some of the differences is more that I'm now in um, a different gym in a different city. So uh, a lot of it's been just sort of um, 
settling in with my new coaches mm. and uh, my training partners here. Um, but I would just say that it's like I've got more time to focus on each area. It's the same kind of areas I was trying to do when I was fighting like every mm. other week. But now I'm able to go, okay, I've got four months. I can, you know, I can do the hard rounds. Yeah. I do stand-up rounds. Um, I don't have to worry about getting an injury or anything like that. And particularly with strength and conditioning programs, because like, part of it is you're breaking down your body to make it stronger mm. again. When I was fighting that much, that just didn't really work because yeah. I'd be too run down to fight. But um, with this, uh, now I'm able to fit that into every camp, basically. So I'd say that's probably biggest difference yeah i was gonna say because you can't do for example you can't do like heavyweight session then go and do wrestling it, you just you're gonna get nothing out of it you're gonna get absolutely yeah. nothing i've done it before in the past where i did i did the weights and then we had wrestling and then all of a sudden i just had nothing in my forearms i just couldn't get anything i just felt like i had no feeling in my forearms it was horrible but it's it's an experience that you go through you learn it's trial and error a lot of it a lot of it's trial and error and, and your guidance so you knew your coaches and stuff like that how, how have you settled in then with the gym because obviously you'll have a, an ethic that you had back in an old gym and they'll have their own little quirks probably how, how's everything settled down for you then really really well actually no it's a it's an amazing fit um my uh, main jiu-jitsu coach yusef is a fantastic black belt just he just got bronze in the europeans um really he, i love the way he teaches and just the atmosphere of the whole gym is mm. one of the most like um sort of uh there's a massive team feel there it's just mm. uh, it's amazing how everyone sort of supports everyone else and just it's a uh, it's one of the, i'd say it's the perfect mix of kind of a very warm family feel but at the same time very very competitive training yeah you know, you've got that <laughs> two of my main partners um Fraser Cook, who's fighting on the card actually as well, and Darren, they're both um, two of the nicest guys, but when you're on the mat, they, they want to take bits off you, they want to pull your arms off, they want to choke you out, you know, so it's uh, great training partners there. And um, as well, like um, the Thai gym that uh, does my stand up with uh, Ken Shiro, which, uh, you know, it's awesome. They've got like um, Ollie Thompson, who's just preparing to yeah. fight on the yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, um, you know, you're in the room with some great guys and um they've got that nice supportive feel mm. but at the same time you know once the uh, you know clock strikes yeah. the session starts they're gonna make sure you work it's good uh, though that's good it's good that you've got that because you need that connection with the fighters in your team so that you know your limits you know how far to take it with each other and having that bond, I think that's key because if you don't, then that's when things can happen. Accidents can happen. You, someone goes too far. Someone's going 70 when someone's going 50% in sparring. And then there's, you know, there's little things like that can happen. I think that unity is key in a team, you know, whether it be nights out together or just hanging out before training or after training for, I don't know, half an hour, just having a bit of a laugh, getting to know each other. It makes a big difference. It's huge in, in perspective of you're on your own in the cage, but... You need a team after, around you. That's the crazy thing about it. You know, you're on your own there, but after it, you just need a team around you all the time. So, it's it's vital. It's nice that you've got that kind of balance. Really, it's a you know, hopefully as well. You know, you've learned some new tricks as well. Going to a new place, so when this smack bout comes up, it's you know, watching old foot job. You won't really matter because there'll be new things to add to you, which no one's going to be really seeing or expecting. 
And yeah, no, I was going to say, sorry, you do the jiu-jitsu. Are you doing it in gi or no gi? I do both. I mean, personally, I'm a big believer in gi training for no gi. Like, um, I remember uh, going back quite a few years now, but I had a uh, amateur fight um, where, like, uh, 10 minutes, I, I, it was, um, I couldn't finish mm. the guy, and it ended up being a, a draw and then an extra round where I was injured, so it was like uh, I lost on a um, TKO. So, and then I fought the guy eight months later, uh, and I've been doing, I started gi about a month after that, and that time I submitted him in under three minutes. So I think there's a massive um, feed over. Certainly for me, I've found that gi has increased my no gi massively. So um, I do spend a lot of time in the gi. I was going to say, because it's, I've never done, I've done gi once, but for me, I've always been in the head of, if I do no gi, I'm going to fight, I'll do no gi. I won't be thinking about an imaginary bit to grab. There'll be, I'll be thinking about yeah. grabbing what's actually there with no gi. So it's it's not that I'm, I'm, I'm not even anti-gi, you know. It's all came from there, yeah. so it, it's something that's applicable. I, I suppose I probably would get into it. It's one of the things that you get into all the aspects of martial arts because they are all addictive because you're going to learn, you're going to absorb new information. It's, it is one of those. Do you taper off, though, the gi, the closer you come to fight camp, uh, fight day, so yeah. to speak? Do you taper off a little bit in sessions or...? I certainly do. Uh, I certainly do um, more no gi sort of approaching and around fight camps. Yeah, uh, that's what I do when I'm just training sort of um, recreationally. But uh, so to speak. Um, but no, I'm still training the gi right up to fight fight day. Pretty much, I'm still. Uh, I'll get on and do for the drilling classes mm. like uh, um, right while I'm cutting weight and everything. And uh, I help like um, teach some of the kids classes as well. So like training the gi and doing gi is a massive yeah. part of training in life really awesome that's awesome man yeah because like i say everyone's got a variable kind of thoughts on the gis and uh, so i know some guys they taper off the gi when they get closer to fight camps it's always nice to see how different fighters approach different aspects of the sport uh, so okay so you, the, B, the fight on bcma we know jack does a, a solid card the card it's the promotion itself is getting a lot of recognition in the uk as a respectable card and promotion to be on and this fight as well with Ian, is, it's one of the top UK fights to be looking out for that weekend. Uh, for yourself, though, going into it, there must be a lot in your mind thinking, getting this win is what will help my 2017 just skyrocket. You know, it's 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 a great matchup. It's a great one for people to see where you are in, in your kind of, at this point in your career as well. Yes, no, totally, no, no, it's a massive part of that, I mean, that's basically what went through my head when I was offered it, it's like, um, you know, I think um, Corinne's ranked at, like, number 21 in the UK at the mm -hmm. moment, so no, it's a massive, it's a massive chance to really get my name out there and show people how I do against the top ones in um, the division, really, and there's particularly, like, this one's catch weight, I'm moving down to Bantam, so, um, no, it's a, it's a great fight. To really uh, sort of put on a show and let people know what's uh, about really. And, uh, yeah, it's good that it's the catch weight. You can slowly bring yourself down to that bantam weight rather than jumping a full ten pounds. So look, I know people at home get to watch it as well live. You know that's the good thing about BCMA. You, your eyes, uh, so people's eyes will be on you guys fighting uh, at home because I think it's either going to be on either MMA live or MMA TV live or it's on YouTube. It's one of the two. I always forget which one they're putting on now. But that's something that's great for you as well because you get a, a chance to put yourself on the map just not 
on 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 like kind of social media, seeing by people tweeting that oh, the, here's the winner of this winner of this fight. People are going to actually watch it as well, so they'll, they'll get the experience, what you're about and what skill set you have and how you approach these fights. So that's another thing to take into context that this is a way for you to promote yourself, I suppose. Yeah, no, totally. Now. Yeah, no, totally. So go ahead, go ahead, bro. And I was going to say, yeah, I think it is on MMA, MMA TV because um, I think last time they just uh, they cracked about sixty thousand views on yeah. it. Yeah, so I think, yeah, it's MMA TV. And that's the thing, that's great. So, for example, he's sitting there and thinking, in the UK, there's more faces getting onto you. So, you get, you know, people, new people following you as well in an MMA scene thing, promoters seeing you. So, it's all these little things that work out. I think that's a great thing about it going viral and getting online, stuff like that. Uh, now, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to watch the fight, like we said, go into MMA TV Live. I will put the link in, come up fight day as well. Uh, definitely tune in. These cards are really good for uh, for the UK scene, and BCM may put on some great matchups. Uh, and uh, like I say, you've got Dominic here. You're going to be fighting, sir. It's going to be awesome. Um, before I let you go, I would like people at home to know how they can jump on social media, say Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, to jump on and follow you and join you on your little journey in the MMA world. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, they can uh, follow me on um, Facebook. Uh, just Dominic Dillon um, on there. It's uh, just uh, I, I I use my own profile, basically my fighter profile. Um, I'm on Instagram as well as Twitter as well. So they can follow me on all of those, and I keep people updated about my fights and everything and training. So it's uh, all good. Awesome people jump on there. And what about sponsors? Have you got any sponsors out there that help you out? And also, don't forget to mention mention your gyms again uh, and whereabouts they are, so people can maybe if they were in the area. They want to go and train, not just to compete, but just to get fit and learn stuff. And uh, people like that who have helped you out as well, support your support network, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, no, well, of course, my sponsor, Warrior Fightwear, which um, Mark's been amazing with. It's um, always making sure I've got everything I need to train and fight. And um, uh, my gym's um, Elements Martial Arts, which is run by Yousef in Hove uh, in Brighton, which uh, amazing jiu-jitsu gym, top class. Adults, competitors, kids' classes, women's self-defense, brilliant. Um, in fact, they're running a 10-week um, women's self-defense program at the moment, which uh, I encourage anyone to get involved in. And, um, of course, my Muay Thai gym as well, Kinshiro, which is uh, one of the best um, Muay Thai gyms I've ever been in. It's uh, first-class coaching, great fighters as well as loads of people. Like They run amazing uh, fitness classes all throughout the week, which is nice. perfect for people. Nice. You know, yeah, summer bodies and all that. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic, man. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Anyone yeah. else? Anyone else? And the biggest shout out goes to my girlfriend Matilda. She's uh, so amazing. She's even doing the weight cut with me this time. Fight week. She's uh, supports me in every way. It's amazing. Very lucky. Uh, um, I'll, I'll, I'll give one shout out to them, but I'll give another shout out to uh, Fraser Kirk and Darren. For, um, always beasting me in training and also uh, Bam Bam and uh, Ed Robinson as well awesome man honestly look Don, have, a, have a great fight have a great weekend as well at the event I um, I never say good luck because it's about how hard you've been training man so have a great fight have a great time and look good way to start your t year 2017 with an epic battle on the UK scene so go out grab it with both hands and enjoy the fight man awesome yeah we'll do